0: Carl Jung said, The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. This is an invitation to move differently in the world, to operate from a place of deep knowing and alignment. I'm Adrienne McDonald, and welcome to the Mindset Strategist podcast. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back, or welcome if it's your first time. I'm so grateful you decided to join me. Let's see what the Mindset Muse has for us today. I'd like to dive in a bit more into the energetics side of mindset. When I say that I think and I believe that mindset has a physiological, psychological, and energetic spiritual component, sometimes it's the latter that people have a really hard time wrapping their head around. I believe a good place to start with this is to talk about archetypes. Because when we learn how to speak from an archetypal standpoint, it just sort of crosses all of them in its own way. And even though you may have never considered archetypes in a standalone container, we speak these patterns all the time. Our love of classic stories, classic fairy tales, that's all archetypal patterns. And you can really start to feel and follow the energy there. And when I'm doing my dark side retreat, I go into your personal archetype set in depth. Um, there's a significant number of archetypes out there, but we narrow them down to your 12. And those are the ones who are intimately describing how you operate in the world. And again, all archetypes have a, a light and dark side, right? There's a shadow aspect to everything. However, there are four that are in all of us, we all human, all of us humans share four. And they make up um, it's our base, if you will. And it's the survival cluster. So those are the ones I'm going to get into today. Now your life lesson, your most pressing challenge that you will have to face in order to access your purpose, your reason for being here is intricately tied to the archetypes of child, victim, prostitute, and saboteur. Now, each of these archetypes embodies distinctive issues, fears, vulnerabilities that you must confront and overcome so that you can develop self-esteem and soul-level stamina. So you become empowered. Now, as you face these challenges, you'll begin to view these archetypes more along the lines of valuable allies because you're in alignment with your spiritual springs. They'll serve as your protectors, they're going to help you safeguard your integrity, they're going to prevent you from compromising it in the pursuit of safety, that illusion of safety. Now, it's important to note again, all of these archetypes have neutral energies and you may look at the word and think oh well that that's just negative no no they're neutral and they have a you know a light and dark side if you will that comprise the neutrality child for instance may seem positive when you look at it but there's related variants underneath it like wounded child needy child orphan child that those also can carry not negative connotations and when your choices are made from an unconscious level and react defensively or fearfully you're going to miss out on opportunities you're going to miss out on opportunities to further your growth to learn to develop to put you in alignment with your purpose so to ensure positive outcomes and lessons it's vital to remain conscious of these patterns that are influencing and driving your behavior. Right now in society we see a lot of the mind wounded child and victim. These people like to live in their pain. They like to talk about their pain all the time because they're talking from their wounded child and the wounded child places them in victim mode and i'm not disputing that when we have trauma we have issues we do need to process those but there's a big difference between talking about your pain and processing your pain now talking about your pain may, may be part of the process but i'm talk when i speak of talking about your pain i'm re- referencing the just living in it ruminating in it that that's that's not helpful to you and it's not helpful to the collective. You hear the reference, you know. I'm speaking my truth, a lot, and most of the time that I hear that referenced, the person is speaking from their wounded child. They're speaking from their victim, and you know, no one goes around saying, "Well, I'm a magical fucking creature." You know, that 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 might be my truth. That is my truth. I am a magical creature but you see how getting stuck prevents you from seeing the whole. All right, let's move on to the first one. The first one I want to focus on is the child. Now, when we look at the child in its most healthy, most empowered manifestation, it nurtures the part of us that you know brings the light and the brings a lightness and brings curiosity and that faith, that unwavering childlike faith. This aspect of our nature plays a significant role in our capacity to have playfulness and joy in our lives. And it's that, it's that counterbalance of productivity and serious adult obligations, the serious adulting of it all. We need that. And when we achieve that balance with the child archetype, we are, we have infectious energy, infectious positive energy, I should say, where we want to bring out the best in ourselves. And by doing that, we're bringing out the best in others. And when we look at the child archetype, it shapes our perf- our perceptions of safety and nurturing uh, nurture and loyalty and family, and all those like base things. So, when you're ha- when you have a child archetype, or your child archetype, I should say, there's usually a like a, a more specific category. And so, I've already mentioned the wounded child, the abandoned child, orphan child, um, stepchild, innocent child, nature child. Hello, Tarzan. Um, magical child, Um, Harry Potter, Uh, he was also an orphan, Um, uh, the divine child, you know, these, you're not going to have all of these, Uh, you're usually going to have one or two that are more prominent in your life, um, through your own life experience. But those core issues underlying all of them is the struggle between the need to feel safe and I'm going to take responsibility for myself. And so it allows us to be able to learn the lesson of what the balance of that is and when we should do things ourselves, but also when we can and should ask for help. right? when we should be, you know, backing the collective uh, uh, message, when we should challenge the collective message. So the next archetype that I want to talk about is the victim. Now, and I've talked a lot on this podcast about victim mentality and and, uh, the drama triangle, etc., but don't let the name victim, when it comes to a reference of archetype, don't let that like get you off the rails. When you really look at this from the archetype standpoint and it's correctly understood, your victim in its most empowered state can serve as an early warning system that alerts you to being victimized. Now, whether that be an active or passive or inappropriate actions, it can ex- also assist you when you have an inclination to victimize others or project your own shit onto others, especially for personal gain. However, developing clarity around this and understanding the nature and intensity of the archetype within ourselves is necessary. Now, in its shadow or dark side form, it perpetuates the myth that you are always being taken advantage of, and it is never your fault. And at times, it's easy to slip into that, because, it's especially if you have wounded child as well, that those two go seem to go hand in hand like little twins, um, because it might get you sympathy or pity or... Um, attention. And our objective is to learn how to identify these detrimental, detrimental traits within ourselves and others and respond accordingly. We aren't meant to live in a victimized state. We're just not. We're here to confront the challenges and overcome those fears and overcome those doubts. So, when you're when you're thinking about victim archetype, it's helpful to ask yourself, you know, do I tend to blame others for everything, or the circumstances of which I find myself? Do I wallow in self pity? Do I feel go to victim mode when something doesn't turn out exactly like I want it to turn out? Do I frequently feel powerless? Do I have a strong need to be right? Do I need have a strong need not to be wrong? Those are all tied into the victim archetype. Now, let's go on to saboteur. The saboteur archetype is is can be a little bit of a challenge because you know, when you think sabotage, that's, a lot of people jump to external betrayal. However, its purpose is really, from when we're speaking archetype, is to help you understand how and recognize the ways in which you sabotage your own success, how you are standing in your own way, how you are undermining your plans because of fears or imagining negative outcomes. It's how you enter in the power dynamics in relationships, um, the destructive patterns you have because of fear. A lot of people, in fact most people, have this incredible fear of success because when you get down to it, the more successful you become, the more... um, Uh, the more personal growth you have it causes your world to change and that's that's scary and the saboteur's issues are related to low self-esteem they think that you're going to have to sacrifice something that you think you can live without and that's causing you to make choices that could hinder your own empowerment now to overcome and and become a more empowered version in this archetype you have to not ignore the warning signs and you have to call yourself out on your self-destructive behavior because ignoring it is just going to have you in the roller coaster life of you know you might get a, a little progress and then depending on how bad your dark side is with this particular archetype, you might actually go backwards. So knowing what your fears are, what are your top couple of fears that have influence on you? How do you react when that fear takes over? How have you missed opportunities? Like you can, generally speaking, we can look back and go, mm, you know what, I should have done this instead of doing that. How conscious are you in the moment when you're sabotaging yourself? And you can start with little things like, you know what? I didn't exercise today because I convinced myself that I didn't need to. Or, oh, you know, I shouldn't have had, um, uh, shouldn't have stayed up late last night and now I'm dragging today. I mean, it could be little micro things like that. The next one is... The prostitute archetype And this is the one when I bring this up everybody's like because of the negative connotation with the, the word prostitute and, and some people actually get very defensive <laughs> around this one. Uh, I would never. But this is the, the again, the archetypal language is the, the, the lesson with this one is, we should never compromise our body mind, and spirit for the illusion of safety. This is where the phrase, everybody's got a price, comes to mind. Um, this is, you know, are you going to sacrifice your soul, so to speak, for the illusion of the safety? Now, as we develop this and this becomes more empowered we become more empowered to say hey i'm not for sale this is the self-censorship In if you if you're thinking well i would never take a million dollars to do x you know i've got that kind of stamina in my soul but you also find that you won't um speak an opinion out because you're afraid of being canceled or you're afraid of being doxed or you're afraid of, you know, someone terminating a friendship or all of those things. That's all... When you go against your own belief systems and your value systems, that is the prostitute archetype coming out. It... It brings to light our consci- unconscious tendencies towards control, our capacity to either control ourselves or controlling others. It's not, um, it's, the, it's staying in the job that you hate instead of going and doing something else because, oh, stock options, it's the golden handcuffs. And you'll justify this in your mind in these little different ways. But you see how this one is going to be working with the saboteur, which is going to be working with the victim, which is going to be working with the child. See, none of these has top top position. They're all equal footing in our psyche when it comes to the survival cluster. The core lesson in the prostitute is that we need to develop the self-esteem and self-respect and have a very solid footing on what our values are and what our belief systems are so that we could withstand someone else saying, you know what, I'm challenging you on that. So that we're not going to compromise your ethics or your morals for whatever reason. When you recognize this archetype within yourself, It's a lot easier to see it in somebody else. You can start to really build a deeper level of self-understanding and self-worth. And you can start by asking yourself questions like, Well, if I ever compromised my values for financial gain? Or maybe it was to please someone else. Or have you ever manipulated or controlled someone else to get some sort of power over them? Have you ever sought out to buy someone's loyalty or support? And that doesn't necessarily have to be a financial transaction. Do you judge others who continuously compromise themselves? Because what we judge is an extension of ourselves. How strong are you at being able to stand up and say, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I mean, I know for me, I definitely did this I, in, in, when I was in corporate and stayed a significantly longer time period than I should have at a couple of jobs that I had. That was one of the many ways this came out in my own life. So don't, we don't just think that, oh, because of the word. Don't associate it with the, the basic uh, societal definition. Again, we're speaking archetype. So how are these playing out in your life? Give that some thought. Are you operating from the more shadow aspects of these or the more empowered side because when when i first have this conversation with people majority of the people when we start going deeper in they're like mm you know i'm 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 much more on the shadow side let, let let's let's talk about how i can really shore these up and move to the empowered side and again personal growth is a ongoing process i mean we're always going to have these archetypes we're always going to have the challenges the value in becoming more conscious is that you can see it better. You can slow it down. Like now, when my child, my wounded child, because that's one of my archetypes, um, or my adult child also is another one of my main archetypes, when they come together, and I want to go in and ride on my horse and have my whole white knight thing going on, I've learned to slow that down i not. I don't play savior anymore. The person has to participate in their own healing. I tell you, another person that really taught me some lessons around this was um, my sister-in-law. Is um, we used to joke that um, uh, she had the charm life, so to speak, because you know she would win these tickets to go some like you. If there was a raffle and she had put her name in, man. You know, whatever it was, it seemed to to pop up. And she was generally had a positive outlook on life. And it was because she was operating or does operate, I think, more in the not living in the past and not um, in in, and I don't think she has a particular wounded child archetype, if I if I had to guess but does, that doesn't mean that she hasn't had challenges in her life. She's trained herself with continuous expectations of good things coming in. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that she hasn't had challenges, but she doesn't focus on pain. She focuses on current and future, and she doesn't live that much in the past. And that was after a while i started to think i was like you know what it it's you don't really have to do that there comes a point and it's a lot it's a lot more joyous i tell you there comes a point in personal development you know after the therapy and after setting boundaries and um, after going to many seminars if you've gone to them where you have to make a choice of I can either stop focusing on this crap that I've had happen in my life or I can, I can focus on that or I can focus on my future and why I am here. And it's a, it's, it's a very pivotal point. It's a crossroads. And because there's value in processing out your pain, but when you process it and you have to go back and process it and then you have to go back and process it and then you have to go back and process it, you're living there. It becomes part of your identity. And when you really start working with these archetypes and you really get in there and you recognize it, when something pops up, like for me, like wounded child, adult child pops up and I'm like, mm, all right, I need to go and do a little bit of work in the cave. Sometimes I'll even schedule that it's like okay I got to go over I'm going to table this for now and then it's but I don't let it stop me from moving down the road of the stuff that I need to do I'll go in spend a little time come out but the stuff that I dealt with 10 years ago I'm not going back there that's done that's over I'm not talking about that anymore I'm not living in that anymore that's the difference That's when you start really moving ahead and you're making those quantum leaps. So again, I said last week, people focusing on personal growth sometimes want to jump from seminar to seminar to coach to coach, focusing on the surface level and then still feeling like they're stuck or they're restless. And it may be the seduction of novelty that keeps those people going back there. Oh, this new information is going to do X. The truth may be, it's not new information that you need for your transformation. It's the need to go deeper with your current knowledge base. So dare to dive deeper, not just further, not just new. Deeper. Give your space, Give bleh, excuse me. And give yourself space and even time to integrate and embody. That's the most important part of personal growth work. As always, I hope you found this insightful. I would love to hear your feedback or questions. Feel free to connect with me on social media. If you have any questions, drop them in an email to breakfree at And that's in the show notes because, you know, we love a good break-free Friday question. And I look forward to connecting next time. And remember to find beauty every day. Thanks for listening to the Mindset Strategist podcast. If you found this helpful, I'd love for you to share it out. And reviews are always appreciated. You can check out my website at www.adriannemcdonald.com for more information. I would also love to connect with you on social. The links are in the show notes. Have a beautiful day.